Welcome, welcome to the Shopway Show. It is 7 p.m. on the East Coast. I am very glad you are here with me this evening. Appreciate it tremendously. Yes, I was supposed to do something else this evening. This was not on the, this was not what I was supposed to do this evening, but I made a change. I did. I, I made a change. I shifted and I shifted because of what I saw on uh, a popular YouTuber. And do I usually care about popular YouTubers? Not that much. It's not, it's not a big part of what I do. That's true. But this particular YouTuber, Vosh, I'd been on a show before. We had a, a conversation about libertarian socialism. Some of you may have remembered that. And I felt like his audience was relatively open to what I was saying. Not 100%. Many of them didn't like me, didn't like what I was saying. But there was a big chunk of his audience that at least were like, eh, we could talk to him. I mean, it was there was a chunk that was doing that. And I thought that was very important and very relevant to us as a liberty movement trying to talk to the left better. It's one thing that we don't do well. It's not our skill set, right? We don't talk to the left very well at all. I've been trying to. Many of you have seen me try to do this. Spike teased me and called me the communist whisperer, which I thought was funny. But yes, I am trying my best to communicate with the left better. It's something we don't do that well. And his show obviously is full of people who are left. He, he calls himself a libertarian socialist. He acknowledges that he is a socialist. So yes, this is exactly the type of thing that we want to be dealing with the people who we want to be talking to. All right. He got a hold of or saw someone showed him um, his uh, the the recent um, New Hampshire Libertarian Party tweets regarding child labor. Now, again, do I usually care about individual Libertarian Party affiliates tweeting stuff? No, I rarely get involved in that kind of stuff. Unless you're taking a candidate or something, then maybe I will. But otherwise, I'd let it go. Why do I let it go? Because usually it really doesn't matter. Most people aren't paying attention to us anyway. And you know what? To be forward, I'm not here to ask for any change of what the New Hampshire LP did or didn't do. No change, to be clear, so that people don't get upset and think, oh, I'm trying to force my view on others. Not who I am. The New Hampshire LP can and should, both of those things, message any way it sees fit. And I hope it's that it is effective and right. I hope so. I'll give my opinion, I'll give some shoulds, and I'll give some explaining, but I'm not when I'm going, we got to get rid of them. Nope. New Hampshire, good luck. I hope you're doing the right thing. So let me start with that before I go any further. I am not about changing, shifting, adjusting. I'm going to give you my two cents. You can do whatever you want with my two cents. So let me start with what he talked about, and you'll see where I'm going with this and how, with glee, he decided to beat us up. Then you get the uh, New Hampshire Libertarian Party, and they tweet a lot, so I'm just going to scroll down a little bit, and we get some truly, truly quality things. He is about Legalized to be Legalized child labor. Children will learn more on a job site than in public school. At the very least, the minimum age to work is a state's rights issue. Federal minimum work ages are unconstitutional. Now... Let me bring up what was said there. To be forward, if you are further left, of course you're triggered. I get that. 
I understand if you're left, you're triggered. Totally get that, right? That makes sense. But even if you're not, what I'm unhappy about this message is not anything they said is untrue. That isn't the issue. The issue is it's actually tone deaf. What does that mean? If you want to take a stance like this, you can and should. Many libertarians do. Not against that concept. But right now, why would you bring that up? We're in a spot where people aren't going back to work. Some people have lost their jobs. People are shut down. Kids are fighting to go back to school. Some are still in school. Some aren't. There's a fight for $15 minimum wage right now. And there are tens of millions of Americans who think that there's a cabal of people who are pedophile blood drinkers. That's a thing right now. Pedo cults is a thing. And this is the timing for this stance. Not the right timing is what I would say. How about that? Can I go there? Not the right timing on that one. There were many other issues that you probably could have taken. If you see a lot of other libertarians who are moving forward and trying to be a bit more aggressive, they're hitting better issues or more timely issues, more issues that make more sense in today's world. Not the best timing for this one at all. So, uh, you know, not, not the right shot for this. And the second piece, we are dealing with the highest racial tensions that we've had in decades. And of course, states' rights. Now, some of you may not know this, but if you're a black person in America, when you hear states' rights, the first thing you think is race. That's the first thing comes to your head. Now, I know if you're not black, you may not know that, but you might. I mean, you may have black friends. You may think the same way. I'm just saying most black Americans, when they hear states' rights, the first thing they think of is slavery. So if you're ever going to use states' rights, you really have to preface it with something that's positive and nice or something not like this. It doesn't work. It will immediately begin to think of some form of racism, slavery, Jim Crow, something like that's going to come up in the vast majority of black people's minds. And some of you may not know that. So that may have been ignorance on your part, and I'm not mad at you for it. Just know for the future that that specific phrase, states' rights, that phrase has an emotional attachment to it. Now, you might say something like, well, that should be localized. Same thing, but doesn't have that emotional attachment to it. So you could say, you know, working ages should be localized. Way better when it comes to messaging. And that is why I feel this piece was absolutely tone deaf. It wasn't the right, it didn't, people didn't get it. This was not the right answer. But let me keep going on what he says. And you'll hear Bosch's take on what he thinks. Child labor laws don't prevent four-year-olds from working in the coal mines. They prevent 14-year-olds from working in flower shops. They do both, actually. They... Well, that's not actually true. Um, they don't prevent four-year-olds from working in coal mines. And the reason is, I mean, in theory they do. But the reason, the reality of it is the vast, vast, vast majority of people are not going to put their four-year-olds in coal mines anymore. They're just not. And if someone did, they, they the cops would be called. So the idea of four-year-olds going into coal mines doesn't isn't real. And that's true. But again, this is Twitter. Not going to work. And the second part is you're talking basically about destroying the school system when parents are struggling to get their kids back in school right now. Have you noticed how school choice is kind of up in the air now? 
because right now the government has put us in a position to where parents, I'm one, I know I have two school-aged kids who are struggling to get them into any kind of school right now. That's what's happening for a lot of parents. What's going to happen next? What are the rules? How does this work? So just bad timing on this one too. Vosh is wrong on this one. It actually doesn't stop four-year-olds from, from going uh, to work in the coal mines. Child Protective Services does that. That's the reality. Child Protective Services in any given state, whatever you call it in your state, is going to stop your kid from going into coal mines at four years old. Whether there is a law or not, that doesn't matter. They do both of those things. They don't. And if I remember correctly, if I scroll down a little bit, I'm also going to find the Libertarian Party, this Twitter account, saying something along the lines of the Republicans don't have answers to these questions. Yep. We do. Here's what we'll do to make your life better. First of all, repeal the Civil Rights Act. Do we, that do we one have now to... came back. The repeal the Civil Rights Act thing went past everything until this one. <laughs> then this one, then all the people who got upset said, oh, let's scroll back and find oh, the other please ones. Please tell me that's the same account. It had to all come. They all went back to find this it. This has to be the same poster. Yep, here we go. Here we there go. There we go. <gasps> Yes. He's happy. Look at him beating us up. All he loves Republicans it. All Republicans want to do about wokeness is wine. Libertarians have solutions. Now, the, the problem with this is he says the the here's the problem with what the 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 um sorry, Libertarian Party of New Hampshire is saying. They're saying solutions. These aren't solutions. To be forward, these aren't solutions. These are rhetoric. Which I get, we're libertarians. This is libertarian rhetoric. It makes sense. I'm, I'm not saying this is unlibertarian. It's libertarian. The problem is the average American doesn't want to hear rhetoric. They want to hear an actual answer, a solution. Repeal the Civil Rights Act. Okay, what will we do? Magic. Okay, limit uh, the impact, uh, disparate impact regulations. Great, what will we do? Magic. End affirmative action. Okay, what will we do? Nothing. Seize federal and state school funding. Okay, what will we do? Nothing. What the average American hears or reads or thinks when they read this is they don't understand the idea, the libertarian idea of anarchy. They don't get that. What they hear and think is anarchy equals chaos and death and destruction. That's what they believe. So the average American sees this and goes, oh, yeah, you guys just want everyone to die. That's what they hear. We are not doing a good job of this is not a solution. You could say there are libertarian policies. There are libertarian uh, um, rhetoric. Here's where libertarians stand. And that would be accurate. What they wrote, here's where libertarians stand. That would be accurate. Many libertarians do believe that. But not all libertarians believe that, number one. That's the first thing. But next, it's not a solution. Get government out is not a solution, particularly when the vast majority of Americans actually believe in government and love government and think government's the greatest thing in the world. So we, if we're gonna do this, we have to have an actual solution. Repeal Civil Rights Act, great, and create what, right? And allow what? And encourage what? And thing, right? If we don't do that, people don't hear it. And I know what people are saying. I know, I get it, Larry. Sometimes you got to shake things up. You got to make some of these people angry. The problem is what, what is popping up is people are hearing an attack on the left. This, the image coming out is that libertarians are just further right Republicans. 
That's what this image is bringing out, right? So that comes out that way. Now, maybe in New Hampshire, that's a good thing. I don't live in New Hampshire. This may be the right move in New Hampshire. I don't know if it is. We'll find out. If we get a bunch of people who join and we start winning elections, then clearly they are correct. My worry is there will be others who are outside of New Hampshire, which this is not going to work well, right? It's going to scare some of those people away. And the answer is, well, good, Larry. People should be scared. We got to shake them up. The last things weren't working. I would argue that the last thing we want is afraid Americans. Everything that we hate as libertarians came from afraid Americans. War on drugs, afraid Americans. War on terror, afraid Americans. War on poverty, afraid Americans. All afraid Americans. War on guns, afraid Americans. Everything that we hate comes from afraid Americans. So why would you think a good idea is to make more afraid Americans? It hasn't worked yet. The afraid American thing, that's bad. That creates McCarthyism. The afraid American thing creates everything you don't like. Bombing brown people, that's afraid Americans. Mass incarceration, or incarceration that's afraid Americans. Regulations on small business that crush small businesses, that's afraid Americans. Afraid Americans are a really bad idea. That's clear. Repeal the Civil Rights Act. By the way, if you're, hold on. If your solution to wokeness. This actually is a valid point. That's not a solution. He's right. That's my point. Healing the Civil Rights Act. Then I'll say this much. You are far more honest in your intentions than the Republican Party actually is. Okay. I yes, would almost right. have respect for the Republican Party if they were like, we don't like critical race theory. We're bringing back slavery. You know, at least that would be a. Very, very direct. Well, I'm not sure he's going there, but let me grab a couple of comments if I could. A lot of you guys are commenting. I want to grab some so you hopefully see what I'm talking about. Bob says, I saw this video towards the end. He says, imagine if the LP was dedicated to decreasing the violence, the, the state levies against citizens. I was screaming they are. And Bob, you literally get why I'm doing this. When I was on Vosh's show, that's what I was talking about. I was doing exactly that. And his people were hearing that. And his people are clearly left-leaning people. That audience, and he has an audience that's at least 10 times my audience. At least 10 times my audience. I think I, I have like 30, 30 some odd thousand on YouTube. He has like 300,000 on YouTube. Or, or he's like 10 times my size. So I get 10 times the audience, people who are leaning left. I can come on. And I was saying exactly that. I don't know if you happened to see that episode, but that's what I was talking about. And now he's like, you libertarians, you're nuts. That is my issue, right? That is my issue. So yes. Tim says, yeah, this is great. Let's have a conversation about messaging. Yeah, I think we should, right? Messaging is the critical piece of messaging in general, Tim, is knowing your audience. Knowing your audience. And there's a lot of people. And again, I don't know New Hampshire well. So this may be the right message for people in New Hampshire. I actually don't know. Um, but it's not for New Yorkers. That I'm sure. I'm sure it's not for New Yorkers. New Yorkers do not want to hear end schools and let kids work at four or whatever they, whatever they took of it. They don't want to hear. That's for sure. Absolutely. So yeah. Um, libertarians constantly get straw manned. To me, it's honestly more annoying than the ad hominem attacks. Yeah, it's a valid point, Bob. I think if, 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 it's, if it's an ad hominem, at least we can dodge it easier. I think you may be right. It's a good point. Albert says, do they define libertarian as liberty to pursue happiness given basic essentials, food, water, and shelter like UBI? 
provided by the government. I think many libertarian socialists do believe that, right? They believe that the idea of freedom, and if you ask Vosh, he would tell you that. He believes that it is a freedom to do things versus the freedom from things. That makes any sense? No, am I getting it right? No, freedom from things, which gives you freedom to do things, right? He believes, and most of the people who, who are his supporters believe, the government should give you enough stuff so that you can be free to do other stuff. That That is where they stand. I think most um, libertarians don't follow that, but I think his people do. Uh, Tim says, wait, are pedo blood drinking cults real? No, I don't think they are at all, but it doesn't matter, Tim. Because one, of course, as I say always, I could be wrong. I, I'm only going by the people that I trust telling me that they're not real, but those people could be part of it. So my assumption is no, but whether it, they are or not, tens of millions of Americans believe it. So if they're right, well, then there we go. If they're wrong, they still believe it. So why would you touch that piece? Shannon says, uh, says and voter restriction. Yes, absolutely, right? Most black people in America, when they hear states' rights, they think of voter restriction, uh, other Jim Crow laws, slavery. That's the, that's the emotion. So for those of you who are talking about things like states' rights, I would ask you, if you have any people of color in your constituency, please, particularly black people in your constituency, please change the word you use, the phrase you use, the things like localized, back at home, you know, uh, back to community, something like that, you know, defederalize it, anything other than the phrase states' rights. That phrase has an emotional impact on black Americans that if you're not black or hang around by people, you probably don't get. So just, I would adjust your language. That's what I would do. So yes. Um, Albert says, sort of, they get children blood thinking of it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. The, the, that, the, sorry. Yes. Thank you. All right. Let me keep going if I can. Um, David says states rights. Okay. Democratic party is code for a return to slavery and abolishing the 13th and 14th amendments. David. Yes. That's, that's what it was for. And a lot of people uh, still think of it that way. Correct. That, and clearly that's not what states rights actually means, right? We know that the actual meaning is not that. I'm talking about the emotional connotation that's linked to that specific phrase. And if you're going to move people, emotion's part of you moving them, right? It isn't only logic, it's also emotion. You want facts and you want emotion to move people. I think that's the, the biggest piece. So, yes. All right. Um, Carl says, I think the crony capitalism flag is Mr. Monopoly beating up a coal orphan. Come think of it. That's actually good. <laughs> I like that. Let me go a little bit further than what he's saying, and you'll you'll see what I mean and why I I kind of wanted to bring this up. You know, no 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 fluff, just very straightforward admission of political intent right there. Anyway, eliminate disparate impact yep. regulations and affirmative action. So I guess if you look at each one of these phrases, the action word each one is repeal, eliminate, and cease. Now remember. Most Americans, not all, obviously, but most Americans think these acts and regulations and actions and funding are doing something. And they most Americans believe they're helping. Right. And you and I all know that not all of these are helping. But it does. Again, this goes back to the, the pedo cult. It doesn't matter if it's true, Tim. If people believe it, it might as well be true for them. Americans believe this. It might as well be true for them. It doesn't matter if it's actually working or not. They believe that it is. 
And if I want those people who believe that it is to come my way, I have to show them another way. Or all they're going to hear is, you don't want to help people. What this actually says to anyone who is not a libertarian is literally, we don't want to help people. That's what it says in their heads. They hear, wow, you guys are jerks. You guys are jerks. Look at you. Wow. You don't want to help anybody? Wow. That's what it what they hear. Now, did they say that? No, I'm not arguing what they said, but good communicators are far less concerned about what they say compared to what their audience will hear. What your audience will hear is far more important than what you say. I'm going to tell them how right I am. What do they hear? They hear, you're a jerk. Didn't work. You get to be righteous. That's good. Good for you. You get to be righteous. But that's it. That's it. Cease federal and state school funding. Hmm. Really good stuff here. Now, the takes from this Twitter account, the New mm -hmm. Hampshire Libertarian Party, were so atrocious that libertarian politicians and other state libertarian organizations were like replying, making fun of them. So now, this is actually interesting, right? He brings this up, which is, in my view, shows that not every libertarian thinks the same, which is true. We don't all think the same. Now, again, maybe this works in New Hampshire. I don't know. Maybe it does. And good luck, New Hampshire. I hope this is effective for you. I hope you grow and things become awesome. I'm not being facetious. I don't know New Hampshire well. Maybe this is good for you. Awesome. It's not going to work in my state. That, that I'm sure of. I know my state very well, better than most people. I know my state very well. This does not work in my state, which is why all of my policies were about coming up with an answer other than the current answer, right? Mine was replace. My Add mine instead, and you get something that's libertarian versus the current state and federal government policies. So that's positive. People did respond to it. And I think that shows that we aren't a monolith and we think differently. So this is so this is not the entire libertarian party, okay? See? This is somebody this is somebody who is experiencing a truly epic um psilocybin journey, being given a phone and no instructions, okay? This is This by the way is important if you talk to the left more. And I know some of you do, some of you don't. But if you talk to the left, remember, the number one thing the left will often do for libertarians is be dismissive. They'll just be dismissive. So he immediately goes, yeah, it's some dumb kid on a shrooms with a phone in a room by himself. That's a common way that the left will, will attack us. Totally dismissive. You guys are dumb, children, naive, whatever the case may be. Common way the left will attack us. The right will attack us on being non-patriotic or weak or something like that. The left will attack us on just dismissive. It's truly, truly out, out there stuff. Okay. Um, I will, I should have prepared this. If one of you can prepare that famous segment from the Libertarian Party debate primaries. Okay, I was there. We'll cover that in a second. Let me grab some more of these comments before we go down that road. That was another issue completely. Anyway, Chris says, beyond just the timing being wrong, these are also positions that need further explanation and appreciation for nuance. Yes. Thank you, Chris. Yes. I have argued many of these positions before. I have, but not on Twitter. Not the right place to argue that and to put like six of them. Each one of those things 
is a separate issue with nuance and explanation, e each one of them. And they said, let's put six on one on Twitter. Wow. Yes, Twitter is the wrong medium for those types of conversations. People just tune us out with this brash report. I think it's already, I think it's already happening. At least at a, at a larger uh, scale, I think it is. The, the press that we got from it has been very negative, almost universally negative. I mean, just bad and and no responses like they didn't even care if we responded our responses weren't great most of our responses were just double down just yeah go to hell we're right was our response not not the best responses either in other words we weren't prepared or i should say new hampshire either didn't want to i don't know new hampshire can respond to me if they want to um either didn't want to respond with a more detailed explanation or couldn't or whatever but did not whatever the reason was i don't know so if I had had this happen to me, I would have done a, a long response and gone right down the road you're talking about, Chris, and explained why and what. And I would have absolutely done that. Yes. Um, David says, liberal Americans want to hear rhetoric. In fact, they believe the rhetoric coming out of the Democratic Party. I think all people who, who are part of any group want to hear rhetoric. Many libertarians love hearing those phrases and those words. It's rhetoric for us, right? So many of us enjoy it. Again, I'm not saying they're wrong. I didn't say that. I never I didn't say that. What I'm saying is, is this the right place, the right time, the right way? I would answer no, no, and no. That's my view. No, no, and no. New Hampshire will figure it out in the next six months to a year, whether they were right or not. And good luck. But my that would be my answer. But Democrats like hearing Democrat rhetoric. How many times did Democrats during the campaign last year when Joe Biden would say, and I'm gonna beat Trump up. And the Democrats are like, yeah. Oh my, they love the rhetoric. That's not a policy. I'm going to take Trump out back and beat him up that Biden says. That's not a policy. And Democrats ate that up. Ate it up. Republicans build that wall. Ate that up. I mean, they lock her up. They ate it up. Everyone likes their own rhetoric, right? Well, most people like their own rhetoric. There were some Democrats who didn't like that. And some Republicans who didn't like when Trump said build the wall. There were some. But a big chunk of people, they, they tend to like their own rhetoric. Shannon says, we are not right-wing libertarians. Some of us are, but all depends. Some are, some aren't. Some of us are left-wing libertarians. Yes. Oh, right-wing Republicans. That's true. Yes, we are not that. Yes, that's correct. Albert says, taking away something sounds scary. Yes, exactly my point, Albert. Thank you. Offering a different solution makes making the old obsolete doesn't. That's exactly my point. Thank you, Albert. That's what I'm trying to get at. That is a much better way of making this work. It's a much better way of rocking and rolling on this one. Yes. Uh, Joe says, 100% on point. Thank you. Yes. Stop the madness. As I love the return ideas, but the left comes from position of emotion and makes the proposals popular. What is the best way to get libertarian ideas done in a system that works by mob rule? Um, to move the mob with emotion, positive emotion not negative emotion. I'm agreeing with you too. How about some positive emotion, right? Remember me and my regulate like onions? If you want to keep your dealer, you get to, if you like your dealer, you can keep your dealer. That's radical-ish, but still enough to people remember and seem cool. People still remember it. So yeah, I think it's got to feel good. So let me keep going down his road a little bit if I can. He uh, he keeps going and he goes to the, he goes to, sadly, the, um, about the, the uh, 2016 with, with, with driver's license. debate. If one of you can provide that segment, 
I promise you. It'll oh, the they do. Up to the next level, okay? It'll truly, it'll be like adding a little. Now, what, what the, the, the reason why I'm bringing this up again is, do I use it to bring this stuff up? No. But the last one with the child labor then spurred the one with the, the, the states, I'm sorry, uh, then spurred the one with the end the uh, Civil Rights Act, I mean, repeal the Civil Rights Act, and then went right to this one. It was, that was like the last straw. A little bit of paprika, okay, to the segment. We're really elevating it, all right? Please, please. I need that segment. And here it that, comes. Uh, that clip. Do we have it? Do we have it? I was here. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, just to be clear, some of you were here, you remember Should it. someone have to have a government-issued license to drive a car? Hell no. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? The license to drive? You know, I'd like to see some competency exhibited by people before they drive. Yeah. Do you guys remember that one? I was there for that. I, I remember that one. And again, is there a libertarian argument to have no driver's license? Of course there is. You could have an argument for that. Of course, you can create road permits. You can create all kinds of things you could, but that's not what it said. Larry Elder did what so many of these, of these moderators do, is throw gotcha questions out there because they do, and we fall for the gotcha question, right? I mean, you have to have an answer. You can't just go get rid, I'm sorry. You can say get rid of driver's licenses, but what do people think? They immediately go to, we'll be driving in the roads, killing people. It'll be Mad Max and everything will be horrible. Versus saying, well, you don't have to have a driver's What you could do is this, or here's another answer. Or maybe you could, maybe you could allow individual companies to work a better way to make X, Y, and Z happen. There are ways around this, of course. That's not what came up in that debate at all. And that's been also shaken at us a bazillion times. I'm sure some of you remember that one. So yeah. Let me keep going if I can. All right. Um, David says, Republicans aren't bringing back slavery, but it isn't a choice between critical race theory or slavery. David, thank you for that. This is a big piece. Critical race theory is just smashing us up in this country. Can you talk about race? Can we? And I feel like maybe the answer is no. But can we talk about race without going to either slavery or critical race theory? Is it possible? Man, sometimes I feel no. I try to do it here to the best of my ability. But man, is it tough. You have a valid point, David. It is very tough. Yes. So David says there is a bad actor involved in New Hampshire. There is? This is news to me, actually. I'm, I'm not at all savvy with this, so I may, I, I don't know. So if there's a bad actor, okay, David, if there's a bad actor in New Hampshire, the New Hampshire LP better fix that. My assumption was, and this could be a false assumption, but my assumption was New Hampshire LP believed this was the right move for them. If not, that guy's got to go if that's, if that's not what they want. I'm assuming they wanted that. I, I hope, I kind of hope you're wrong. I would hate to think that the account had been hijacked by somebody who's just doing not what the executive committee wants them to do. I hope that's not true. Nathan says, Vosh claims he's libertarian socialist, but also wants the state to mandate work co-ops and censor speech. The guy's a fraud. Um, there are people who think he shouldn't have libertarian in his lane, but I get it. And you know what, Nathan? I want to talk to anybody. Anybody. 
I want to move people. Imagine if all of a sudden we could we could spend enough time with a guy like him or any other of the of the of the left leaning YouTubers and get any of them to actually become real libertarians. Imagine if we could do that. All the people they would bring if they actually did, did it. It'd be amazing. Is it worth the back and forth? Yes, it's worth it. Yes, it's worth it. Yes. As hard as it, it clearly is still worth it because if we convert one of them, two of them, think of the people they bring. Think of the power they bring to our movement to move us forward. I think it's worth it. I do. And lots of libertarians talk to the right. Very few of us talk to the left. I'm trying my best to talk to the left. We got to bring people from the left and the right to our movement. And when they come, they're going to come with baggage. That's how it works. We have to help them work through their baggage. We got to help them unpack. Not be mad at them for having baggage. They're going to come with baggage. Let's help them unpack instead. It's a whole lot nicer. Joe says, you're on point here. You can't drop the, the 10 megaton tweets and expect those who are stuck on maroads. Wow, very good, Joe. To give their arguments a hearing. You got to show you, uh, your work to non-libertarians. You do have to show your work. You're right. You, you have, this is a point, you know, and I failed at this too, particularly when I first started running for office. I started failing because I had spent so much time talking to libertarians that I didn't think I had to explain anything. Because... We're all libertarians, right? Yeah, no, that's not how it works. We speak a different language. We have different connotations, different emotions for everything we say, different definitions even for, for what we say. I'm, I'm with you, Joe. Absolutely. The Lions Art says, agree with improving messaging, but maybe Twitter isn't the best place. The character limit makes it difficult to get full ideas out there and easy for those like of us to attack like this. I agree. I like the idea of Twitter being used to draw people into something bigger. Right, draw them to a video, draw them to a page, draw them someplace where you can have that more detailed conversation. Not before it's some people are gonna come in bad faith and just don't care and just wanna hammer us anyway. I got it. We're not gonna get those people. But there are some who are actually open and they're gonna come over and go, hmm, maybe. And those are the people that I want. Yes. So David says, invert the power pyramid from a far distant capital to as local as possible and personal as preferable. That's way better than the state's rights. David, I like that a lot better. Invert the power pyramid from a far distant capital. Look at that. Some good stuff right there. Guys, steal that. David, we're taking it all. Sorry, we're taking it. That's that's great. That's way better than state's rights. That sounds like cool. Like I'm, I don't know, doing cool stuff. I like that. That's cool stuff. Let's do that. Yes, that's a good one. All right, let me um grab a little bit more of what he's saying here because he's not done. And he's laughing his butt off and feeling like he's winning. Because <laughs> he, is, he is kind of winning. It's, it's stellar. It is indistinguishable from a comedy skit on libertarians. Now, the funny part is a lot of his people who were watching this actually agree with him completely. They were like, I thought it wasn't real. And that's the point. They can't imagine a world without a state-given, state-issued driver's license. They can't imagine that world. That world, to them, is, is a fantasy, magical world. It doesn't exist in their world. So when we say something like that, if you don't have the nuance, if you don't have the details, if you don't have the background behind that, if you don't show your work, perfect, thank you for saying that, we don't show our work, 
They just think we're crazy. They can't imagine it. Libertarians can go, oh yeah, we could easily have another answer for a license. We could do that. We could find an answer for that. We think that immediately. We could easily find an answer. They think the only answer is magic and people dying on the streets. That's what they actually believe. We have to work on this because we have to understand where their heads are. It, this is not satire. This really happened, but there is actually no way of determining that it's not satire if you didn't already know. If you were just presented, the, is this real? Believe it or not, yes. This man is real. This is real. I happen to like Daryl Perry. Real. This isn't satire. I like Daryl Perry. really happened. I know some people don't like Daryl Perry. I, I actually like Daryl Perry. Those are real political candidates. It really happened. Okay? This guy reminds me. He doesn't look like it, but this guy reminds me of the alien this dude isn't, from the History yeah. Channel. You know what I mean? Um, now the, the ad hom's kind of bad. Don't mess with I mean? Daryl. Leave him alone, Vosh. Leave Daryl alone. The Move on. Like the Leave him alone. Hair. I mean, like, don't, I don't, don't beat up Daryl. He's got a damn good heart. Anyway. Leave him on. Leave him alone. So, first of all, absolutely spectacular stuff. Second of all, I really do appreciate how irrelevant libertarians want to make themselves. You know? Now, this goes back to what I just talked about, right? Dismissive. You will always see the left push on dismissive. There's a difference from the right. The right will often yell at us and go, you guys can't win, so join us. The right will often do that. The right, you guys can't win, run Republican. You guys can't win, join us. The right usually says that. The left says, why do you guys even get out of bed? Just go away. You're relevant. And he says, he literally says those words. That was my point that I was bringing up earlier. When you're dealing with the right, the right is going to say you guys are wrong or stupid or blah, blah, blah. The left is going to say you guys are irrelevant. Why are you even talking? Don't even talk to me. It's a different way of communicating because of how they see us, because of how they see us. And we have to know that. We have to know that. David says, every libertarian should watch this. Thank you, David. I appreciate that. Yes, that's awesome. Absolutely. So Shannon says, school choice is the right answer. School choice is a good answer. But at this point, people are afraid. It may not be the right time. People aren't talking about it right now in New York, at least. At least in New York, they aren't right now. They're only talking about that right now. Yes. John says, the government never does anything to help the people. They sell to the people that way. That's true. If the government were able to solve problems, there would come a time when there's no longer needed. Yes. Capitalism solves problems, especially when government doesn't regulate the business to create more problems. John, you know why I agree with you. So what I would what I would say then, since you and I both agree with that, that if I were to treat a tweet and so and so, I would then have to have a market solution right behind that because people do have problems. People do need help. I don't want to leave people out. Now, again, in our heads, libertarians, we assume that the market will somehow come up with an answer, that companies will fix this. That's where our heads are because we trust in that. The average American does not. The average American simply does not. They can't even imagine. Think about this. Hear him. He can't imagine a world without a state-issued driver's license. That's magic to him. That's insanity to him. That's where his head is. So, John, he can't even imagine another answer unless you show him the answer one of the reasons why i didn't get beat up so badly on the show is all i talked about for those you saw it was an answer i gave him an actual answer here is a libertarian solution to this problem that we agree we have a problem here's a solution if we just say abolish the left's gonna ignore us and the right's gonna say just just stop you can't win join us it's a different issue no 
I really, really do appreciate that. I feel like every time I talk to a libertarian, they are committed to making sound political arguments for exactly like 72 seconds at the beginning, you know? The idea that overregulation can be a stranglehold on small business. The idea- Listen to what he just said. He said the idea that overregulation can be a stranglehold on small businesses. Why aren't we saying that? Now, when I was going to show, I did say that. But that's the point. The stuff he's saying is the stuff that I actually said. This is what we got to say. That's what I said. That the state has a monopoly on violence and this can have like negative social consequences. This is libertarian. See, he's given some libertarian talking points here. He's got a couple up his sleeve. He can pull out there. He's got some too. This is where we agree. Why aren't we saying that? You give them those 72 seconds and then, and then they just say something. It's always a different thing with one of them. It's always something though. It's some, some moon logic okay let me walk down this road you know tim says shock advertising and part of me feels like it absolutely works look how many people are going to be discussing the libertarian party heck they may even check out your show and we hook them i think there's some value to that but here's the difference and and this is that most people disagree with what i'm going to say now most people disagree with it in the libertarian party i hope eventually they'll get it because i think i'm really right on this one There is a difference between the liberty movement and the Libertarian Party. They are two separate issues. The movement is critical. And this type of shock advertising is important in the movement. And it does, because you're right. There are people out there who will respond to all different types of rhetoric, right? I bring this up all the time. I talk about the idea of, you know, um, know, wearing a shirt that says legalized recreational cocaine. There's a group of people who will, oh, that's awesome. You guys want that? What's, what's that about? And others who go, oh, God, you crazy people. There's both of those types of people in our country. So the movement requires all types of messaging, hardcore, shock, everything. The party is different. I know what I'm saying a lot of you disagree with, but I believe they're different. The movement is bigger than the party, and the movement can survive without the party. I think it's a whole lot stronger with the party, but it can survive without it. The party cannot survive without the movement because most of our good activists come out of the movement. The vast majority do. The problem is when it comes to the the movement, activists and activism is everything. The activist is the center. The politician is secondary. When it comes to to, to the movement, I'm the guy who helps them raise money. Right. I'm not my candidacy means nothing. Right. It's out there. I'm out there making money for other people. The the activist is everything. They get things done. They're moving the ball forward. When it comes to the party, we're not measured that way. The party is measured in only one way. Votes. That's the party or ballot access. One of the two, right? Ballot access, votes, the election cycle. It's 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 based upon the election cycles, is how it's measured. In the case of the party, the candidate is number one, not the activist. The candidate, the activist, is still important, and the candidate is still important in the other world. But in the party, the candidate is number one, activist number two. In the movement, activist number one, candidate maybe number two, three, somewhere in that area, right? But they're lower. They're lower than the activist is in the movement. In the party, you have to have messaging that affects the people who will probably vote for you. That is your target market. People who will probably vote for you or for your ballot initiative, whatever the case might be, right? Activism, no. It's to get everybody you possibly can to understand stuff, know stuff, talk about you. It's different. If this was the 
New Hampshire Libertarian Club for Growth or something like that. And they, and they just kind of, of marketing, totally fine. Totally fine. But it's the party. So now that means a candidate now has to jump ship and figure out how to deal with this. It's, just, it's made it harder for the candidate, right? Now, I personally don't mind. I deal with this easily. I, I dodge this simply. I've I, 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 I been a candidate for a long time. I've been doing this for a while. But a new candidate, they're going to fail on this. They're going to fall down on this. They're going to make a big mistake. It's going to hurt a newer candidate. They're not going to be able to handle this well. So I think the shock advertising does work for the right audience for the right reason. In the case of a candidate, you've got to make sure that you have the right message for your audience, right? Where are you? Who are you talking to? The local people, what do they care about? That's the issue. And even that changes. So I think that's where my head is in that one, Tim. Let's see if I can keep going here. Um, it's like how people drinking alkaline products think it prevents cancer. This stems from the fact that underground mammals commonly have higher rates of cancer and live in low CO2 environments, which makes their blood acidic. You would be, you would be dead to the lack of oxygen before your blood could ever become. I'm not sure what you're saying, Carl, but I get your point, right? If people think it's true, they do it. It might as well be true, right? I don't know what you, if the, what you said is true. I have no idea. I don't know the alkaline product thing. I don't know what that is. So, but I get it. Yes. Bob says, lol, that driver's license clip will forever be used as ammo against us. Can't really blame them either. Um, I don't actually mind it myself. Again, I can easily get around that. I can get around almost all the negative bad things they say. You, Many of you have seen me do it. Um, when I was on TV, they always do that. Every time I get interviewed, someone throws something like that at me. I can deal with it. The issue is, can the newer one? Not not always. That can be that can be challenging. So it is as yet, yeah, Twitter's the wrong place for any debates. It's a left-wing echo chamber most of the time anyway. It can be. Thank you, Nathan, right? If it's an echo chamber and I want to get in that echo chamber, I might want to speak their language, right? I I think I might want to, you know, take, you know, check that if I could. Sam says, Vosh is uh, dismissive of others and thinks they are dumb, but believes communism will work this time. You're not wrong, Sam. You're not wrong. That That was pretty accurate. That's true. Pretty accurate. The one thing, and, I, and I'll bring it up, thank you, you brought that up. The one thing about his audience that I noticed, and Destiny's audi audience I think was worse, is the idea of just a an arrogant ignorance that, that is a common thing, I think, in both of our audiences, but his not as much. His, his audience, I think, actually is better than Destiny's audience, I think. That was my gut feeling. Destiny's audience seemed super dismissive and compared to, to Vosh's audience. And they all like thought, oh, I know everything. And they were completely wrong. Um, it was an arrogant ignorance that I, I think was definitely there. You only have Sam. to wait so long with them. It'll be it'll be something like, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, quote, dot, dot, dot. And that's why I believe we should abolish roads. Yeah, <laughs> no one's ever said abolish roads, but I get his point. But you know what? I was in your show, Vosh. I didn't say that. Uh, dot, dot, dot. And that's why I think pilots training is fascism you know no and, and dot that. dot dot I that's know. why i think that being taxed is identical to being raped i really hope people don't say that i hope they don't say that do, do okay. libertarians really say that i i hope not tell me more <laughs> I, I, I hope feel that like I every time i talk with them it's almost like a therapy like i just i want to know i want to know what's going on 
I feel like we had a good talk. Raj. Oh, now my, my feelings are hurt. My feelings are hurt. Oh, my God. All right. So let me keep going here. Um, Michael says, I disagree that the Libertarian Party has a messaging problem. We do talk about liberty, freedom, and market solutions and explain how current capitalists and corporates have ruined small businesses. Some of us do. That's what I would say, Michael. Some of us do. And it depends on who we're talking to. Um, not all of us. Some of us do. I'm, I'm, I'm part on that, part not on that one. I think it depends on who you're talking to and where they are. It does happen, but it really depends on who you're talking to and where they are. So, yes. Tim says, so would I say that child labor laws need to be repealed? No. But, but if I say, hey, child labor laws sometimes seem to prop up the education system and actually limit young folks' opportunities to learn a skill and trade and step outside their educational system, freer and less broke, who's listen to that? Everybody, Tim, that was amazing. What's wrong with you? That was great. Say that. That's wonderful. Child labor laws sometimes seem to prop up the educational system and actually limit young folks' opportunities to learn a skill and a trade and step outside the educational system freer and less broke. Who's going to listen to that? Tweet that tomorrow and see who does. I might steal that and tweet it. I'll give you credit this time, Tim. I steal your stuff and don't give me credit this time. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna tweet that and I'm gonna I'll give you credit, but I'm tweeting it because I think people will listen to that. I'm literally writing it down so I don't forget to tweet it. I think it's great, absolutely. Um, Nathan says I think the LP just is a huge PR problem. The radical anarchists are always the most vocal, and so naturally that's what the general public sees. That's an issue, but I gotta say I, and I know people don't like when I say it. We still need all the radicals. We need all the anarchists. We need all the all the ANCAPs. We need them in the party so they got to stay. If they don't stay, I've said a thousand times and I'll say it again. If they leave, this party will become either Republican light or Democrat light, depending upon who comes in faster. They have to stay as our guiding light. They just have to, which is why you will never see me tell them, get out, leave, get, never. They are our guiding light. They are North Star. We got to move towards them. If not, the odds of us falling into some terrible trap are just too high. So, yes, there is some, there, there's sometimes a problem. That's true. They are sometimes loud. That's true. I can't, I can't see a better way, another way of keeping the party pointing in the right direction. So, yes, but I think that's just, that's part of the deal. You want to be a libertarian? You want to be part of the party? Got to deal with radicals, anarchists, and caps. Got to do it. It's the right answer, even when they're a pain in the butt, and sometimes they are a pain in the butt. That's true. Still worth it. Absolutely valuable. Yes. Paula says, some LP leaders use too much rhetoric, and the base eats it up. Yes. Fortunately, you stay away from that, and that makes you stand out. Oh, thank you, Paula. I do stay away from that, because my audience, I'm not trying to impress more libertarians. Lots of people are doing that. I'm not trying to just go, get good men out. Lots of libertarians do that. I'm trying to get people to two things. One, the libertarians who listen to me, I'm hoping they become better ambassadors. I'm trying to make better ambassadors so that they can speak to the left and to the right better and bring more people in. And I know some people who listen to me, only about half of this audience is actual libertarians who would self-identify libertarians. The other half leans right, as in conservative and Republican, but also the chunk who are liberal and progressive, they listen and watch also. I want them to feel comfortable with us so that when that time comes when their guy or gal isn't the right one, 
they're okay voting for us. Go, ah, Larry Sharp guy, he convinced me. I'll vote for this Tim O'Connor guy. So I do want them to do that. That's one of the things I'm talking about. Yes. John says, child labor should be regulated. It should be monitored to ensure force is not involved. Ooh, interesting. So not regulated, but monitored. That's kind of what CPS does, John, right now, right? I mean, is there a law against four-year-olds working in coal mines? There is. But for the sake of argument, say there wasn't. I mean, I'm not saying there shouldn't be. But sake of argument, there wasn't one. If someone saw you putting your four-year-old into a coal mine, someone's going to be like, why is this four-year-old in the coal mine? Oh, that's John, Crazy John's kid. Okay, call the cops. CPS is coming. So I, I see your, your point, right? I think you, it's kind of already being done in that regard. I don't think CPS is coming because it's against the law. Even if it wasn't against the law, it's still clearly against the best interest of a kid to put a four-year-old into a coal mine. So I do think that monitoring is not a bad idea. And of course, you do want to make it local. And one of the examples I'll give is in certain states, if you uh, are um, living on a family, that family farm, you can get a driver's license at like 13, 14 years old. I forgot, is it Montana? I forgot. what it's like. It's like a state out west. I'm a New Yorker, so anything like west of New Jersey is the west for me right? So Pennsylvania, it's West. Anyway, so it's one of the states in the West. And um, so you can get you can get a, a, 13, a 13 year old can actually get a driver's license. Why? Because these are areas where they're very rural. And you might want to get you might want to drive that truck on the farm, you might want to drive that tractor on the farm, you might want to drive that thing on your family farm, New York. So local is better, and I think monitor is, is, is a good answer. I like what you're saying, John. And, and imagine, John, if they had said instead of repeal said instead of regulating let's monitor for so that no force involved and it's in the best interest of the child now at least someone goes huh huh because you what you just said you provided another answer right you said let's not regulate let's monitor do this now someone goes hmm would that work better then it's the thing about their childhood would it work that's a better way of saying it john much better way. Yes. Then he says, the argument against driver's license is nonsensical from the libertarian perspective. Anyway, the state owns the roads, so they're entitled to make standards for them. If you built the road yourself. Well, the, the, the point is, I'll bring this up again also. In today's world, what's happening with us? Who gives a shit? Who cares? Driver's licensing, whether the state gives them out or I give them out or whoever gives them out, not our number one priority. It just isn't. Now, in New York State, we have a specific issue with driver's licensing, which is terrible, which we have to fix. But that's not based upon who gives out driver's licensing. That's based upon who controls the rules around it. It's a different issue, but we have it in New York State. Other states don't have the same issue that we have. So, But the point is, this is not something that people are going to be voting on or caring about. Why is this your number one issue? Why is this, why is this a question? Why is this, is this a question in a presidential debate? Wow, what a stupid question. Presidents don't decide on driver's license anyway. This is the kind of stupid crap we do when we debate. Now, no, whenever I whenever I moderate a debate, I don't ask dumb questions like that. I don't. I get rid of those stupid questions. These these are purity questions. Are you going to say to hell with the state louder than the other guy? What a completely horrible way of doing things. Sadly, we still do it sometimes. Not when I moderate though. I don't ask dumb questions like that. I ask questions about how you're going to solve problems people care about. Far more important. Yes. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, John says no driver's license should be legal, but you pay higher insurance deductible or you're liable if you hurt or kill someone. Another answer again. You're giving answers, John. 
You're giving answers way better than just end this. Yes. So, yes. Um, lines up says, easy way to answer the license question. How about instead of the DMV or the state, could we allow probably own driving schools to issue the same license, at least give it away from state? Another answer. Yes. Another answer. An answer I had, which I talked about, was the idea of instead of, or this is to Nathan's point about the state owning the roads, instead of giving a driver's license, which prohibits you from driving or not, you'd have what's called a road permit, which allows you to be on certain roads. So for example, maybe if you're a new driver or young, your permit doesn't allow you to be on interstate highways or something like that. You get a permit to be on certain roads, but you can drive a car in your own property or along your home. Or if you're a farmer, you want to move the truck, you move the goods, your mother and father decide. This again goes to John's monitoring piece. As long as you're not hurting your kid or getting them, you know, in trouble, you want to drive your, your car in your house. I mean, in your house, on your property, across your farm or something, that's fine. So you can create road permits and road permits will be given out by whomever owns the roads, in this case, the state. So yes, of course, you could do that too. I mean, there, there, there's lots of options, but you have to have an answer. You can't just go get rid of it all. That's the problem, right? That's the issue that I want to bring up. So yes. All right. Uh, let's see here. Shannon says, I try to focus on the left. When you talk equality, it's a much easier conversation. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. It is better. And I focus on the left because most libertarians don't. Sam says, I've noticed that every adjective socialist says the same thing. Libsock, Demsock, Progsock, same policy, same language. Um, difference is the democratic socialists don't hate government at all. They don't even see, they're okay with the state's violence, period. Libsocks tend to only be okay with state violence Tend to be tend to not like state violence, but be okay with it if it's stopping these, you know, the the equality piece. Democratic socialists just totally found the period. You're making all the answers. I think a little bit of a difference. So, yeah, a little bit. Pete is another classic case of not getting out of the echo chamber. Yes, yes, absolutely. Let me keep going a little bit further with him, so we can wrap wrap this part of it up. That actually sounds like something they'd say. Have you watched my channel? I've heard them say that. They like comparing taxation to rape. That's a I'm not sure that's for true. For example, that people would become more free if you got rid of taxes, the federal government, and the welfare state is ridiculous. Obviously, in a capitalist system, people need money in order to do things to live. And, and this was the point I was bringing up early, earlier. His logic and most of his audience logic is uh, that, what, what, that the government should provide you enough so that you can be free to do other things because it's a capitalist system. So now you have to get capital. Government should give you capital so you can survive. That, that's their logic for many things. So to bring that piece up, that's that's the piece of the socialism that they bring up and they believe is true. Yes. So let me grab a couple more of these if I can. Uh, let's see here. Um, no, and no matter how great your idea is, you will always have trolls. Shake them off. Agreed. Yes, absolutely. Nathan says, oh, I agree. I was originally a left-winger myself before I listened to you and also Dave Smith and Joe Rogan Experience. That base just got me into reading libertarian literature. It can work. Thank you. Yes. See, guys, we can bring people from the left too. Absolutely. We can be, bring people from the right and the left. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Yes. All right. David says, a guy named Jeffrey Kaufman has taken credit for most of the egregious tweets from the LPNH. He likes to post a lot about IQ difference between blacks and whites. Oh, that's not good. Okay. 
David, does the does the LPN, um, the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, are they like, yeah, great, or did he somehow hijack them? I, hmm. I don't like what you're saying. I hope it's not true. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I don't like what you're saying. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying I hope it's not true. Tim says, no joke. Libertarians do a lot of work trying to reach other libertarians, but look, politics is a popularity contest. Yes, Tim. Yes, you ran. You know it is a popularity contest. Yes, you know you went through it yourself, 100%. So it'd be great to be the most popular libertarian in the libertarian subchat. But how about we have to figure out how to be popular, period. Yes, yes, and yes. Guys, speaking of popularity, you can make me more popular. If you like, comment, and share. If what I'm doing is valuable, if you like it, if it's giving you some better way of talking or speaking or covering or thinking about new things, then like, comment, and share. It does matter. It helps tremendously. All we're talking about here is how to respect each other. Can you see it? The way to respect right there. Hold on. Way to mutual respect. It's right there. Respect. So how do we make that work? By taking the human respect test. Yes. Click in the link that's right there. Click that link. Take the human respect test. Once you're done test taking it, then share it. Take the test and share it. It makes my sponsors, the Advocates for Self-Government, theadvocates.org, it makes them happy so they keep sponsoring me so I can keep doing this kind of stuff every single day to the best of my ability. But if you say, Larry, it's not enough. I want to help out. You can. Head over to patreon.com slash sharpway. Also, in the show notes, click that little button right there. Head over there and throw me some bucks. Throw me 10 bucks a month if you can. Love to. You got big bucks? Throw me 25 bucks. 100 bucks if you got all the big money. I mean, we don't all have like, you know, Tim O'Connor money. We don't all have that kind of money. But if you got that kind of money, throw it at me. If you don't, 10 bucks is fine. If you can't do that, no worries. Something else you can do. Subscribe to all my Sharpway stuff. Sharpway YouTube, Sharpway Twitter. Go there now. If you haven't subscribed to Twitter, Sharpway, not Larry Sharp, and the YouTube, Sharpway, not Larry Sharp, and of course also Facebook, Sharpway, not Larry Sharp, you're not being good to me. I'm now mad at you. You should do that. I might get canceled on Larry Sharp. Then where am I going to go? See that? So guys, do me that favor. If you can, go ahead, subscribe or like or follow. It does matter. Yes. All right. Um, Lionstar says, I can understand the reaching out, but Voss seems like a lost cause. So many questionable things Voss has said on a matter of issues as ones that shook me are his feelings on having principles. You know, um... What I would what I would say here is of the people that I've spoken to, Vosh in the end did show he has a streak of libertarianism in him. He does. Similar to Bill Maher. Bill Maher has gone completely left, but he, there's a streak of libertarianism. And if you've been watching Bill Maher recently, that streak's come out because he can't stand the far left, the 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 the, the CRT woke stuff. He hates that stuff. And his libertarianism streak is coming out. So he's got a streak in him. It's nowhere near as deep as I wish it was. But he's got it in him. I think Vosh also has it in him because he does say things. Sometimes it comes out. He's like, well, this thing. So it's in him, right? <laughs> not all good. It was, not all good was destroyed in him. There's some good in him. I know I can sense it. So there's some in him. And the other thing is his audience. His audience was not that aggressive towards me. They just weren't. They were aggressive, of course, but not that bad. I do think um, that there is a chance of moving people over to us. I really do. And I hope they will. 
I absolutely hope they will. Yes. So, all right, so if I can go down this road here. Um, let's see. Emily says, are, are libertarians in favor of in-depth election audit? It may show there's a 5% uh, plus for federal funding after all. Um, almost always, Emily, you are going to find that libertarians are all about audits. They do like the concept. What I always say is, is oh, I, I follow the idea of two-man integrity, which I learned in the Marine Corps in the 80s when I was a Marine. It is that it's never just one person. The thing I don't like about what's happening in Arizona, not that I, I mind the, the audit. I don't at all. I know you didn't ask for that. I'm talking about that 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 counts in this world. Is that it's only being done by a group that supports the right wing. They have a right to do it. But they should also be with a group that supports the left wing. Together, you need, you need two people integrity because here's the problem. Whatever they say, whatever they say, the left is not going to agree and think they're lying. And the right is going to agree and they're telling the truth. That's not healthy. But if you have both in, and if they both say the same thing, which we hope they will, well, that changes it. So if they both go, election was completely screwed. Whoa, maybe it was. Okay, whoa. Or they both go, no, it wasn't screwed. Huh, it wasn't screwed. Done. If now a bunch of people are going to agree. Don't get me wrong. A small percentage, no matter what, already believe, already believe that it is you know, and I don't believe no matter what, that election was perfectly done, the most safest, or it was totally corrupt and Trump won. There's a percentage that's going to believe that no matter what. But most of the middle either have accepted what's happened or like, I could be swayed. If that happens, then you move a bunch of people, as long as the right people say it. So, yes, I do think that we'd be up for probably every or any um, audit, 100%. So, all right. Um, and I don't know if it will come up with the 5% or not. I would hope it would. But I, I, I doubt it. I don't think we got 5%. Maybe we did. I don't think so, though. So Christina says, I'm so tired of people on the right and left saying libertarians would be great, but they never get into office. Well, if you would let us absolutely get in the ballot, maybe they might vote for us. It's possible. Yes. Ethan says, I think Destiny's audience is just full of edgy types. They love to say outrageous things. They don't actually believe. Bosch's audience is full of typical far lefties. Well, that's a better thing because I think I actually was able to touch some of them uh, in, a, in, a, in a pretty positive, positive way. I think it was. So let me let me wrap him up if I can. Let's see what I can do here and wrap him up. <laughs> and people are more free when there are basic stipulations provided by the state to afford them. At the very UBI. least, housing, food, education. Really He's talking UBI. It's also economically beneficial that people live relatively stable existences. Businesses would not do as well if society was this constant, like, Mad Max battleground where the poor are left out to starve. I'm. Uh, that's like not what we're saying, so, though. So many arguments. You can find them here. You can find them at Sam Cedar's channel where he also debates libertarians. There are so many. But the thing... Sam Cedar won't talk to me, by the way. I have tried to get to Sam Cedar. His people don't respond to me. Sam Cedar has trashed main libertarians. I am prepared to talk with Sam Cedar. If you or your people happen to be watching, tell me when you'd like to come on. I'm in. Let's do it. You can beat me up me all you want. About this is that if you can, it feels like libertarians want to be deliberately irrelevant because they're. This goes back. He says it again. He reinforces this idea. See, you're irrelevant. You don't matter. You're relevant. You don't matter. There are actually some salient criticisms libertarians could make that I really wish they would make.
Imagine if the Libertarian Party was genuinely dedicated to decreasing the implicit violence the state levies at citizens, you know? We are! We are! And that, this is the best thing that Vars says, which is why I wouldn't go down here. He's right. But you know what? He doesn't know that. And his audience doesn't know that. Because enough of the people who are actually saying that are not heard. This is what's heard. This is what gets shown. He's actually wrong. And it doesn't matter because, again, if he believes it, then it might as well be true to him and to his audience. Which is why I'm hoping I'm going to bug him now and see if I can come back on and deal with this issue to show him that we actually are talking about this all the time. What if libertarians campaigned on reduction of the police state uh, non-interventionism. I did. Militarization, you know? We do. What if they campaigned on uh, cutting back on, like, um, like government corruption and waste? We what do. What if they, like, wanted to, to structure the tax code more ethically? So, like... LarrySharp.com slash policy. You will see all the things you just talked about, my friend. Yes, we do. At the like, maybe people pay less taxes, but it's more fairly distributed, or there are fewer tax loopholes. Like I literally spoke about that when I was on your show, didn't I? What if we wanted to talk about excessive regulation, which is a real problem, by the way, in some instances. Okay, I see, Nathan? There's He's got something. See? See, Lion's Heart? He's, he's got some libertarian streak in him. There's a streak in him. It does exist. We just got to pull that thing out. We just got to fight to get that thing out. But it clearly exists. I do actually think small businesses are overregulated. There are cities that have problems with this where it's really tough to start a new business because there See? are a bunch of like old and poorly organized laws that impede the, um, you know, the, the. There's a streak in him. See? It's there. The, the construction of a new business. And it can hurt the economy. If they were making arguments like that, then fine. They could contribute worthwhile conversations, but they don't. I have on your show. You are now not being, you're now you're not being good to me. You're not being good to me now, boss. The Libertarian Party is a joke. Um, not being good to me. <laughs> I feel like they want it that way because I. This is the argument that he's giving right now is an argument that many libertarians actually give. And it's the argument that many libertarians actually give um, when they leave the party. They say almost exactly these words. It is a common problem that we have. It's one of the reasons why I brought this up, because what he's saying, a lot of us are thinking and the what he's thinking, a lot of us are not getting. I want to be clear. The things, the actual things that New Hampshire Libertarian Party said, they're not wrong. That isn't my issue. They're not wrong. They're right. Was it the right timing? I would say no. Was it? The right place? I would say no. Were they able to put out the right nuance or responses? I would say no. There were better ways of making that happen, and there weren't any answers. It wasn't actually a solution. It was libertarian rhetoric. In in New York, not going to work. I hope it works in New Hampshire. I don't judge that. New Hampshire will judge that. Hopefully, they're right. Um, if this guy took over or something, I hope he did. I hope that's wrong. David, I mean, maybe it is, but I hope it's wrong. If he did take over, I hope they get rid of him. But if he's doing what they want him to do, they should keep doing it. New Hampshire has a right to do it the way they think is appropriate. They should and will keep doing it. Good on you. Good luck. Hope it works. That's not going to work in this state.
That I know. Not going to work in this state. If you have that problem, I'm asking you, think about how you talk to the left. It does matter. The left, we have to move people from the left and the right. Yes. Tim says, I shall tax and distribute arrogant ignorance. Yes. Thank you. Well, I'm taking your tweet, Tim. So we're good. It's a swap. It's fine. That's an equal exchange of value, my friend. Equal exchange of value. Absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, Lionheart says, I wouldn't say all libertarianism, but I got involved in my county's libertarian group and a few members have extreme positions, which have had this same argument that it doesn't help our messaging. And I think that's the issue that I bring up often, right? It is, is it helpful? Is it the right place? Is there a time to scream and yell and hoop and holler? 100%. Depends on where you are, who you're talking to. If I'm at, say, the, I don't know, I'm at a Republican Party convention full of Republicans, should I start screaming and yelling about, yeah, I don't know, LGBTQ issues? Probably not the right place to do that. Not that I'd be wrong to do it. I'd be right to do it. It probably would be the right thing. And I probably shouldn't just do it. I shouldn't just go, they, you know, trans rights matter. They absolutely do. I probably shouldn't just say that if I'm on a bunch of Republicans. If I'm going to say that, I better have my answers. Why? How? Because they're not going to like it. They're Republicans. I got to deal with that issue. So the same idea. Who's my audience? That's the critical piece. Yes. So. All right. Uh, let's see if I can keep going. Um, I'm a libertarian candidate and I always know listening live. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, who are the most prominent Libertarian Party spokesmen? I watch Ron Paul the report and Larry uh, Sharp Sharpway every day. To me, they're the voice of Libertarians. Oh, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that, my friend. I really do. Yes. I think it's essential that we share the image of being selfish. That's the word that comes up whenever I talk about being Libertarian. Man, you are so right. 100%, Bob. It's one of the reasons why the book I'm bringing out is not, you know, destroy the government. That's not the name of the book. The book is on happiness. I'm writing a book on happiness because that's what I want us to be. I want us to be happy. Happy people are better people. So hopefully it'll come out. I'm still trying to get it out. I'm working on it. Trying to get it out by my birthday in July. It will come out in July. I hope by my birthday. We'll see. So yes, absolutely. Let's see if I can keep going here. Um, let's see here. Um, Carl says, you don't need a license to drive a tractor or pick up in Iowa. There we go. It's exempt because it's considered farm equipment. Exactly my point, Carl. Yes, there are ways of getting around this. You can you just have to give an answer, right? That's the issue. You've got to be able to give some type of answer, right? Whatever, whatever that is, so that people can understand. Ah, there we go. Yes. David says New Mexico has a private company that does license you. There we go. Another answer. They're everywhere. Just give an answer. I, I love it. 100%. Hawkeye says, isn't it interesting how Republicans and Democrats have no problem recklessly spending taxpayer money and they're constantly voted back into Congress? Yes, it is. If we can get on the ballot and they could, we could talk better and communicate better, we'd have more people giving us more money and more votes. 100%. Yes. Christine says, I work with a young woman who thought libertarians are like Democrats. I had to take a deep breath so I could calmly explain the difference. <laughs> I've had that too. The amount of people, and some of you, your heads will explode when I've heard this. They go, libertarian. Sounds like liberal. I get that. I don't know how many times I got that across in New York State. Wait a minute. Libertarian? Wait a minute. I actually had an attack when I ran. The attack that they actually put on in my social media was, can't spell libertarian without liberal. 
you actually can, but that's fine. Is the point. The point is they actually believe that that actually popped up more than once in my social media when I was running for office, Republicans getting mad at me thinking that I'm a lefty office. I'm a Democrat all of a sudden. Yes. hundred percent. Derek says, I love my Democrat friends. I have many of them. I live in New York city. I have many Democrat friends. Yes. hundred percent. I do. And I'm trying to turn them all slowly, but surely I want to turn them all. Paul says, I have never heard taxation as rape. That's what I'm saying. I think he made that one up. I've been following libertarians for almost decades now. I really think he made it up. I agree. I think he made it up. I've, I've never heard that. I've been, a, I've been a libertarian now, active in the party. Nine years? Yeah, nine years. Since 2012. Nine years. I came into the bar in 2012. I've never heard someone go, taxation's rape. Never heard that ever. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So... Eric says, life is ruthless. Everyone can't get the living expenses paid. So do you provide your own food, children, water? Now legality to do it is the problem that, that's making us turn to money. Um, not sure that's true, Eric. I think life can be ruthless. doesn't have to be. I think lots of people are able to support on family and friends and community. And they get their expenses paid through that. I think it's not necessarily up to you. It's up to your your in-group, whatever your in-group is to do it, your inner circle, whether that's your spouse or your parents or your children. Um, I'm not sure that's true. And I think lots of people, they like money and they want money. I get where you're going. I think it could be that. And for some people, that's true. I don't think it's accurate, though. I think our inner circle is usually how we get support so your living expenses paid starting from when we're children and then even as we get to adults and then sometimes when we become adults, others have to support us because we fall down and our family supports us or we get older, we get sick and our kids support us, all those things. So, yeah. And it says, I'm not good at being popular. I don't think you don't need to run for y'all. Well, that's another good point. And, I, and that's why I bring this piece up. You're exactly right. Not that you're not good at being popular, but that people shouldn't do everything. And we often say, well, every... Candidate is an advocate is, is an activist. Every advocate, you know, activist is a, is a candidate. No, you should do what you're good at. Are you better out there yelling with the bullhorn? Do that. Are you better talking to a crowd like candidate? Do that. We need all people doing all types of things. The movement is huge, and if you're better at you know being more confrontative, you're better at being calmer and having a conversation. Do what's right for you. So if you can help. We all can play a part in moving liberty forward. You don't have to do it as a candidate. That's a way. And if you're going to be part of the party, then your focus should be candidates. Part of the movement, activists should be your, your focus. But you don't have to be that activist. You don't have to be that candidate. You can support that candidate or support that activist. Most of them realize I only ran one time. I ran 2017 until the end of 2018. Other than that, I'm not running. I'm supporting somebody in some way. I mean, I'll say this because if I count myself, I've raised about a million dollars for libertarian candidates and state and local parties um, over the past five years. Half of that was for me. I raised a half million for myself. And the rest were for other candidates. The biggest one was Gary Johnson. I raised about 100000 for him. And the rest was uh, smaller chunks, 10000 here, 5000 here. California have raised their, their party 50 grand or more. I don't know how much. I mean, just last time was eight, 21,000 last time, something like that. I forgot. But anyway, whatever we made, we, 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 we raised money. So I support. 
when I don't do. And we all can support. All we can do. I'm finding the way. So, yes. So, John says, the way to mutual respect is a sharp way. Look at that. Thank you. Look at that, John. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Good. Um, let's see here. Um, Christopher says, you should have a chat with Viva Fry and Robert Barnes. I will reach out. If you have a connection, please reach out for me, Christopher. I'd appreciate that. I'm happy to have a chat with them. I will reach out. Yes, and see if they're happy to have that, that piece there. Yep. Um, Derek says, I remember getting mad when Sean Hannity claimed to be a libertarian. We should welcome people like him and Mar. I would too. Look, I think Sean Hannity obviously is a Republican. He's a proud Republican. That's who he is. He loves Trump, loves Republican Party. He's Republican. But does he have a libertarian streak? I think he does too. I think he has a libertarian streak. He does. But he's a Republican. Mar is a Democrat. Bill Mar is a Democrat. I'm just saying they got a streak. And to the best of our ability, let's pull that streak out. Because here's the issue. Even though we'll probably never get <coughs> Bill Maher or Sean Hannity to join the Libertarian Party, probably never going to happen. But because they have that streak, some of the people who follow them and watch them, their audience, has that same streak. Can we get some of them? Yes. We can get some of Bill Maher's audience. We can get some of Sean Hannity's audience. Of course we can. We'll probably never get either one of those two, but we can get their audience. And that's what I want. I want their audience. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, all right. Um, Derek says, know thyself. Yes, absolutely. I feel it's easy to get angry and yell at things need to be changed. It's hard to actually come up with a solution. Yes. This is true, not just in politics, but life in general. Lion's Heart, it's, it's half what my book is about. You're right. You got to take charge and stop moving forward and stuff and sometimes asking for help. <laughs> Excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. For those of you who don't know, when I was running for office, I had a policy team of anywhere from six to 10 people that I met with every Monday. Every Monday, two hours, right? Two hours we used to meet. An hour before I got on, they would talk and come up with ideas and concepts and read laws and read regulation rules. And then an hour we sit together. That was every Monday for a year and a half. How do you think I came up with so many policies? Because I'm so super smart? No, no. I'm super handsome. I'm not super smart. I'm smart enough to get the smart people around me to help me create policies. That's the issue. It's very hard to find answers. Of course it is. So you get people together and talk about it. And we find answers. And we find answers that, of course, no extra taxes, no force. Yes, yes, yes. Eric says, talk to your community, find the biggest problems, come up with solutions. That's libertarian. Correct. Yes, correct. Tim says, Hannity says he's not a Republican, he's conservative. And the last time I listened to his show, he did claim he's growing more libertarian. It was like two months ago. Huh. Um, that, the good thing about that is that means his audience is going that route. I don't, I mean, look, if Sean Hannity became libertarian, that'd be amazing. I, I don't see it happening. Um, but I could be wrong. I'll take, fine, join our party. Fine. But I, I think that's not going to happen. I think we can get some of his audience, though. I think that's the real piece that we can get. Yes. Bob says, screaming at my phone right now. We do, boss. I know. I know. Absolutely. Yes. Tim says, perhaps he's never talked to a libertarian. Oh, wait, he has. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. 100%. <laughs> so funny. Yes. Oh, my God. So, 
Why do these boneheads think a libertarian society would be Mad Max world? You know what a libertarian society is right now in America right now? The Amish. Exists right now. Has existed for hundreds of years. It's a voluntary environment. That's what it is. Where's the cops when it comes to the Amish? They don't need insurance when it comes to the Amish. They, are, they have a social contract. They've agreed to it. It's a voluntary social contract. They've said if Ezekiel's house burns down, Hamish and his friends are going to come over and rebuild it. That's We've decided this already, and everyone does it. And they know it. They have created an actual voluntary social contract. They've created that. It does exist. So it, 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 it'll be more like um, the Amish than it will be Mad Max, but hopefully not the Amish either, I hope. But yeah, it actually does do that. Yes, absolutely. Paula says, my hundred, my husband's listening tonight and sending you messages. He's not a Bosch fan, but I get why he's trying to reach, reach me and his followers. It does matter. Yes. The Amish aren't perfect. You're right. It's not perfect. 100%. Not perfect in two ways. It's not a perfect libertarian society. It's not really. It's, it's the closest thing that we have right now. And they have lots of problems, of course. But it's not Mad Max. Is my point, David. You're correct. I'm saying the point is it's, it's not Mad Max, right? It's not total anarchy. It's not the end of the world. And people can leave, right? People can leave if they want to. And some do. Is it hard? Of course it is. I mean, of, of course it is. Jay says, most Americans are libertarian-leaning, but they're not radical anarchists. This is a great point. Why don't we nominate a popular moderate libertarian who can grow the movement and get 5%? I want to sacrifice purity for 5%. This has been a big, a, a big issue, Jay. It's been a big argument in our party, right? Um, the idea of let's just let's just you know nominate somebody who can get five percent. And I see where you're going. I'm not, I'm not sure I agree because to do that the op. I want to be greedy. I want both. How about that? I want to be greedy. I want both. I want someone who's popular, but not so milk toast that people don't understand what the movement's about. What I want to always do is come up with policies and ideas that are radical enough to be remembered, but familiar enough to be accepted, right? And that meld is hard. And when I ran, I didn't do it always. I tried I tried every time, but it didn't always work. Two of them, I think, did work. The leasing naming rights on bridges. It is radical enough that my, bridges, naming rights, what? But we do it with stadiums. So it's, it's familiar enough. Regulate cannabis like onions. Those two things stuck because I think they were the closest I could get to that perfect world. I didn't get to perfect, but as close as I get to perfect of radical enough but familiar enough. I think we need a person who's like that. Radical enough, but familiar enough. And that's popular to grow the movement. If we just go for popularity, I mean, we could nominate somebody who's really kind of not libertarian and get the 5%. And then that, to me, in my view, Jay, that's a bait and switch. I'm not a fan of a bait and switch. I'm just not. I, I don't. I, I, I don't want to bait and switch. So that's why I see where you're going. I want both though. Leonard says, I would say it's a bit weirder. Someone who falls on a destiny's audience to hear Vosh is more reachable. 
actually only finding the destiny. There we go. Lines that you find me today. I appreciate that. Um, for uh, for me, the audience, I, I'm looking at the I looked literally at the um responses that the audience made. Destiny's audience was much nastier to me than Vosh's was. Both were bad to me, but I knew they were. I knew what I was getting myself into. Destiny's was worse. Um, much more dismissive, much more negative, much more aggressive, uh, call, name calling, ad hominems. It, it, Destiny's audience was far worse than than Vosh's was in the in the comments. That's what I mean by that. Um, so, but but to be forward, Destiny is talking to me again. Uh, June twenty fifth, we're doing a foreign policy discussion. He will call it a debate. I will not. It's a discussion because I'm not out to win it. I'm out to have a conversation. So we are. So he is coming back. So you know. Maybe Destiny's better than Vosh. Vosh hasn't called me back. Vosh doesn't love me anymore. He hasn't called me back, but Destiny has. So maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe you have uh, shown me that I'm wrong. There we go. Yes, maybe you have. Guys, I want to I want to go back if I can one more time. Please like, comment, and share. It does matter. If you like what I'm saying, if it matters to you, if you think it works, let people know. Like, comment, and share. Support my sponsors, theadvocates.org, the Advocate for Self-Government. Click that link, take that human respect test and share it. Take it and share it. It makes them happy. They want to stay with me. We can keep moving. If you see the links in the descriptions, the links there, there's a link tree link. You can go there to the link tree. We have podcasts. We have clips you can share, all kind of cool things you can get on. You listen to this podcast, the old ones, if you want to, they're all there. We've got it all there for you. We got a TikTok account. You name it. We got it there for you. And the team puts it together to support them. Guess what? Support the show. Head to patreon.com slash sharpway. Click that link. It's there too. Throw me some cash to support the show. If it's making sense, if you're enjoying it, sponsor it. Ten bucks a month goes a long way to move this, this, uh, this show forward to keep going. Absolutely. Of course, I appreciate all your help. And subscribe to all the stuff. YouTube, Sharpway. Twitter, Sharpway. Facebook, Sharpway. It does matter. Every time you do it, it's better and better and better. Paula says, Larry, we should do a show on child labor laws. That's a tough one. I could try it. Think about that one. That's a tough one. Um, I don't know them that well, and they're different in every state. So it'd be challenging, but I think it could be done. Maybe. Um, Rochelle says, I've seen Vosh call for violence. He's on it down in recent years, but he's a bad dude. I did see someone talk about that in the past about him calling for violence. I remember that, but I thought it was a couple of years back. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I don't know. Um, maybe I don't know. I hope not. He he seemed nicer when I was talking to him. At least I mean, if he has that streak in him, he didn't show that to me. So maybe he has it, but I didn't see it. To me, it, it, it's he seemed very calm, and 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 pretty civil. I thought he was very good to me. He could have been a whole lot worse. So anyway, so, all right, guys, I want to say thank you so much for this evening. I appreciate all the time you gave me. I, I, I know I was going to do a different show. I might do it next week. Anyway, I will see you all tomorrow.